Today on the Locked On Hornets podcast, it's all sunshine and roses at Hornets training camp. What's going on? I'm going to ask our friend David Walker. He joins the show today. Plus, we do a little fun Friday edition of Stangin' or Clangin'. That's all today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, in a minute, cuz we live. We live. Welcome into Locked On Hornets, your home for Hornets news and analysis here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are part of that network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to get started. Thanks so much for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and daily wherever you get podcasts, including on YouTube, where you can see the bright shining face. I'm not sure what kind of hat he's wearing right now, but it is the premiere of Puma. It is the one, the only David Walker. David, what's what's that uh, head candy you got on there? This is actually a surf company, Doug. Uh, big fan of surfing. Little Billabong? Uh, have, have never <laughs> surfed. Uh, this is uh, Visla. It's a Visla company. Uh, no, I mean the company is called Visla. It's it's for surfing and and, and your you know outdoor activities and whatnot. I, I love that you're wearing a surfing hat and you've yeah. never surfed. I yeah. uh, you know it's October because I'm wearing yes, my uh, world my Braves World Series hat and I haven't watched a single Braves game all year. I will. Well, I watch them in the playoffs, but yeah. we are both repping hats for things that we have not participated in. We just enjoy. We like to support, but we don't actually get involved. That's right. We do We do get involved in the Hornets, and we are supporting them. And a lot of people are supporting them right now, and they're getting a lot of love in training camp. We're going to get to that, plus a lot of love for Steve Clifford as well. What's going on there? The, the team seems to be rallying around this new old head coach. Want to dig into that a little bit, and then we're going to do Stangin' or Clangin'. It's our Hot or Not segment that's going to come up uh, in the third. I'm Doug Branson, by the way. Uh, you can find my work on everyhornetsboxscore.com. The preseason is almost here. Tuesday, the Hornets are going to put the basketball on the hardwood, and so I'll have some game notes available for you there at everyhornetsboxcore.com. You can also get 1v1 access to my depraved Hornets thoughts in your messaging app. Just go to joinsubtext.com forward slash locked on Hornets to get a 14-day free trial. I've been updating uh, camp updates every day, so uh, join in so you can get those in your messaging app. Let's talk about this training camp. David, we haven't had you on since media day happened, since this camp has been uh, getting going, and, and just all the news seems to be positive. And that is unusual. It's not unusual for people to kind of glow up around this time because nobody's lost anything. Uh, you know, everyone's going to get into some kind of platitude, but it's been different than in years past because. There is no controversy. There is no black cloud hanging over the training camp, but also everybody just seems to be super engaged. What do you think is the difference between this season and some of the previous seasons that we've been covering this team? Yeah, if I could, I, I mean, does this feel weird to you? I mean, obviously it feels weird, but do you like it? Does. it? Is it a good? <laughs> I mean, I is can't. It I think, I think in a good so. Way? <laughs> I think so, but but I I'm trying to be careful because I'm a sicko. Yeah, exactly. Okay? I'm all about the hope that that being a sicko is not about being negative. Being a sicko is being about positive in the face of a lot of evidence that would suggest that things are going negatively. And I guess that's where I'm getting a little 
sort of nervous about getting excited because I see all of the projections, David, as you do for this Hornets team. Every ranking that comes out either has them dead last in the NBA or right. 29th to the Wizards. Like it's it's one, <laughs> one of those two things. And then you but you contrast that with Clifford going on and on about how the intensity is is high and you've got veterans stepping up, coming to camp early. Everybody's healthy except for Cody Martin. You've got LaMelo putting on ankle braces, trying to stay healthy. Terry in a good place. Brandon with high IQ. So what's going on here? Why is it different? Well, I'll tell you this. From a Charlotte perspective, Doug, um, the folks uh, at Bank of America Stadium, it, it is so <laughs> in the dumps. Where the Panthers there. play, yeah. Right. That is just the natural order of things. There has to be somewhere that's being lifted up. And right now it, it is for the Hornets. But I think you're you're totally right. It has a a fresh feeling uh, coming off of last year that I think everyone just wants to just shake off. Right. Just wash, mm -hmm, just mm -hmm, purify mm -hmm. themselves and get rid of what was last season. So, like, there's a lot of positivity. I really do think, though, like the Miles Bridges piece and the um, the Brandon Miller piece, it's almost like getting two high draft picks, uh, you know, back into the fold. And 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 like I do think there is something also to uh, Clifford not having to come in like he's late for first period, right? Like he's coming in uh, with a full off season under his belt. He's getting a little more comfortable. Uh, they, they've got Pat Ewing back in the fold. Uh, there's just a wholeness to the group that wasn't there last season at all. And like, you know, there was so many bumps along the road to last season that I like, we're going to look back on that. And that was just too much for any team to overcome. And yet you didn't even include the injuries into all that. So like all the miles bridges stuff, all the coach stuff, it was just too wacky. It was just too crazy. And now there's just a normalty that has settled in. But you also got some guys that want to prove some things. I mean, Lamella's got some things to prove. Uh, I think Terry still has some things to prove. Uh, Gordon, you know, he and Gordon are kind of the vets that they still want to say, hey, we've got some things to say about this league. Of course, Miles Bridges has some things to prove, Brandon. You know, so up and down the right. roster, there's a lot of guys that want to do some things. And I think Clifford, you know, I think he sees it too. We've said it for a long time, and he said it this week. This is his best roster that he's ever had. And 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 right now he sees the potential for them to maybe sneak up on some people early. But you know, there's just a a renewed uh sense of like cleaning the slate for this team. And like that that can go a long way, especially in the preseason. I think in years past, Clifford has had to do a lot of early work getting these guys motivated to get up to that intensity level required to win NBA, to win professional basketball games. And I just think this season, he hasn't had to do that early work. Everyone just came in with that mentality for a lot of the reasons that you were talking about. I think a couple of more reasons, the veterans, and I'm, I'll include LaMelo into this, and Gordon, mm -hmm. and Terry, they're tired of losing. They're tired right. of being a joke. And, and I think it's reached a point, like they didn't love to lose these past couple of years. No one loves to lose who's competitive enough to play professional basketball. But I don't think they were tired enough of it to commit fully like they've committed this offseason and like they've committed and their health issues have, have kind of inserted themselves yeah. in at player absences, you know, Miles Bridges, that kind of thing. But I think they're just tired of losing. 
and they want this season to go well so badly that I think it's causing everyone, and Clifford talks a lot about this at camp already, like when Terry and Gordon and LaMelo come in and they're playing hard every possession and every scrimmage, that they're just going 100%, all the young guys are going to soak that up too. They're going to mirror that naturally, and they're going to get locked in and they're going to get focused. And now you have a competitive camp. I think you're seeing the dividends of keeping these young players together. It's when you when you go, all right, we're going to rebuild and we're going to go young. You know you're going to have a couple of difficult seasons because even if you have talent, it's an experienced talent. It doesn't know, you know, how to come together, how to have that purpose of play that's necessary to win basketball games. But eventually, if you stay patient with it, eventually these guys should naturally get better and get better together. And I think you're starting to finally see a lot of these younger players that didn't wash out start to improve significantly enough where you go, whoa, all of a sudden, multiple players are getting better, and that's going to have ripple effects on the team. And then you've got this new crop of young players, Nick Smith, Brandon Miller, Amari Bailey. It's not like certain other draft classes of the Mm. past. This is a draft class that I think is different. They're coming in ready to compete. Some of them know that, hey, I'm probably headed for Greensboro, but I have an opportunity here to show that if there's an injury or two, like there was last season, I'm ready to go. I'm ready for a call up. I think it's the perfect competitive environment. And I think it's more of a, and it's not, and when I say perfect competitive environment, it's not a toxic competitive environment because these guys generally all like each other. The vets, their places within the rotation are secure. But I think there's a feeling in the air right now that the young players are essentially trying out to take over at a moment's notice because Gordon could get traded, because Terry could be on the move, because there are going to be opportunities because of injuries. Guys don't play 82 games a year anymore. So there are going to be opportunities, and I think these young players sense that, and there is just everyone's coming together right now. It's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, there does feel like there's a a certain uh, mentality that's different with this crop of of rookies, and it's it's odd. It's not like they're all um, you know chomping at the bit or super aggressive, but like there's a a kind of a quiet confidence I think with Brandon Miller, but like I think you know uh, the, the other guys like like Smith. I mean, he's um, he's got a confidence that you see, right? I mean, like oh, yeah. you know, and like in the past. It felt like maybe the the lights were too bright for some of the guys coming in, or or things mm-hmm. just didn't go right for them. But like even looking back to summer league, they each had a chance to kind of shine, and I think that it, it sounds like it's bearing that out in you know these practices, as you said, to, to the competitive standpoint. So I mean, you know, as far as stacking guys up, you know, filling the roster out with guys like that to challenge, uh, there's that that level, or at least the amount of those guys on the roster feels like it is amped up this year. Well, Nick Smith Jr., another player with something to prove because yeah. he was highly, highly touted coming out of high school. And then that that year that he had in college just – I don't know. Ruined even, him. Don't, yeah, hey, I mean, well, it was – The rule, as always, don't, don't go to college, guys. Don't go to college. Why are you going to college? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it was a disaster. So, you know, he's got a lot to prove as well. So, yeah, I think it's all coming together. Another factor I think is uh, the head coach, who I think is – the perfect head coach for the moment, and we should talk about that next segment coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Steve Clifford, old coach, becomes new coach, weird last season, but people are giving him glowing reviews right now. We got to talk about that and what it means for this season. 
of Charlotte Hornets basketball. Plus, later in the show, we're going to do Stang and Clang, so stick around for that. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about our friends at FanDuel. They've been sponsoring the show for a long time. Please support them. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus, bonus bets win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partners of the NFL. More Locked On Hornets ahead. Back here on the Locked On Hornets podcast, thank you so much for making us your first listen every day and supporting the show, whether you're a member of everyhornetsboxscore.com, whether you're listening to Walker Mail on WFNZ 12 to 3 on the Wesson Walker Show, whether you are on the subtext, join subtext.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. We appreciate you making this show happen. We couldn't do this uh, without the listeners and the viewers here on YouTube. So, Steve Clifford. Mm-hmm. Always always an interesting situation when you're an old head coach and you come back and you decide, I'm going to coach this team again, and you came in late because they they whiffed on Kenny Atkinson or Kenny Atkinson spurned them, however you want to view that situation. But Clifford comes in late, and then on top of that, that's already a challenge, and then on top of that, yeah. injury-filled season, he doesn't really even get his full complement of players to install the principles that we've come to know and love from Steve Clifford you know, the, the discipline on defense, the purpose of play. Sure, he got a lot of time with certain players like Terry, like P.J. Washington. That that mattered, but you don't get the full compliment. It's, it's going to be difficult. And But now he not only has that, but now he also has a couple of centers that I think Steve Clifford has always wanted here in Charlotte to make this thing happen. And he's getting good reviews from certain players, including Miles Bridges, who said the biggest difference, said this at Media Day, the biggest difference between Clifford and James Borrego, his former coach, is structure of plays. So he likes uh. the structure that Clifford is bringing in versus the the attitude and the, the structure that JB was bringing. And then mm. we also got something from Frank Nielakina at Media Day, who said, when when asked why Charlotte, why did he sign here, he said that he talked to Nick <laughs> Batum, his fellow Frenchman, right. and he talked to his other fellow Frenchman, Evan Fournier, who was coached by Clifford in Orlando, and got good reviews from them and said, you know, this is a guy you, you definitely want to play for. And Clifford has responded to that by calling Frank an elite defender. And essentially, Clifford... I, I kind of recruited Frank, according to the media day interview. Hmm. Said Clifford, you know, was in contact with his team. What do you make of all of this? That Clifford is getting these glowing reviews from players right now, and in the second, what could be his final season as Charlotte Hornets head coach? Oh man, we'll see. Just it's just a love fest right now. Just everybody's having a great time. Um, the thing about we've always known with Clifford and we love about him, he's a basketball guy. Like he's basketball runs in his blood. It literally made it literally affected his health the first time he was here. He had to step away. Well, that's <laughs> because he went. But, well, that, well, that's because he went to the doctor, and the doctor was like, "Listen, we ran the blood test, and there are basketballs in your blood. There is literally." <laughs> That you have leather in your blood. Uh, this is not healthy. <laughs> right. You've got to take you've got to take a few days off. You have spalding disease. You have basketballs <laughs> running through your, skin your veins. Is actually orange and pimply. <laughs> Something is happening to you. 
Uh, but but I do think that comes across. And he's got a certain gravitas, if you will, that, you know, Borrego was a younger guy, but, but Clifford has been around this league, right? He can, he can talk to guys in a way that I think demands a little uh, a respect, maybe that some other guys don't. Um, and, and, and that comes across with these, with these players who, to your point, dude, are, are just sick of, of being the laughing stock. You know, think of, you didn't even mention this, you didn't even mention this. They've come off of two, like last year, this time last year, they were the last time people saw them on the basketball court, they got blown out by 70 or whatever for the second year in a row in a play in game. And there was just so much stink on them. Uh, that and the offseason went so so awry that there was no time to uh, to repair that. And I think Clifford being here, having a year under his belt, like you said, it just helps them tremendously. And uh, you know, it, it doesn't hurt when former players are still talking about him glowingly. But but like, I don't think you know what was the um, was a survey. It was like half of the guys you know, wanted to play for Clifford and half of the guys, right. You know, maybe didn't want it. So there is a certain type of player that doesn't and, love and I him. Do, right. Right. But I do think they have found guys, you know, right now everything's going great. They have found guys that are willing to buy into what he's selling. And that type of player is going to respond to a guy like Clifford. Who's, you know, who's pretty no nonsense. I would imagine, especially in practice and, and, and games, you know, it, it, he is no nonsense. He's honest, but he, does his research. And I think that's why players respect him. I don't think they respect because he has no, he has no playoff series winning record. I mean, he's been on, he's been on staffs that have competed for championships under Van Gundy and, you know, in LA and Houston and New York, like he's been on staffs like that, but he as a head coach does not have a record such that it would demand respect. How he gets respect is that he studies, 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 probably to his own health detriment. But then when he comes to a player, that player cannot deny that Clifford mm-hmm. understands their game and what makes them successful now. And then he can lay in, hey, this is what makes you great now. Here's how you could take it to the next level. And a player's either going to buy that or not, but at least Clifford has the evidence necessary to, to make that argument to a professional basketball player that is making significantly uh, more money than, than Clifford is. You know, you got to find a way to talk to those players in a way that, that you can make sense to them. And I think Miles said this too. You know your role with Steve Clifford. Oh, yeah. Steve Clifford doesn't come into training camp saying, all right, we're going to figure this thing out. He's got to figure out playing groups. There's no doubt about that. He's going to find out who's going to start and who's going to come off the bench in that first quarter. Like He's going to figure that out. It's not like he understands what the rotation is immediately. But in terms of your role, like, hey, I see you as player X for this team. So I think it's why mm-hmm. Frank Lakina came, because Clifford said, I think you are our elite defensive dog off the bench that's but you can also play this particular role too but he comes to you with that first and I think there are certain players that love that they love like tell me what I'm supposed to do on this team because otherwise I don't know what I'm doing out there and I get lost well yeah and in any walk of life people would rather you know not have surprises right or when it comes to whatever they're doing their role like we want to know where do I stand what are you asking of me what's expected of me and, you know, how do we get there together? So, like, Clifford, I think it's funny because you heard him on the Media Day stuff kind of mention um, the common or, or you know, the common misconception maybe in his eyes that he doesn't play the young guys. Like, that's been a big thing that right. people always talk about. I just thought it was funny that he brought that up on his own and was like, no. He's like, that's really not true. 
And, and like, we've gone back and looked at that. And like, for the most part as young guys, uh, and you know, sucked. So that's why he hasn't played. Them, <laughs> I think, <laughs> you know, so it, it's, if you go back down the list, he played Cody Zeller a, a good bit, I think is the one that comes to mind. Uh, but you know, there were some other ones that well, came MKG, on board. Well, when, when the yeah. situation, MKG and Frank, I mean, got minutes, um, you know, when, when the situation provided for it, when the team right. was not good enough, but yeah, I mean, he, he's about guys earning minutes. And I think that's how you get respect too. Like, how can you get respect from Terry or Gordon? And maybe you're listening to this and going, who cares if you get respect for those guys? But the thing is, if you don't get respect from those guys, you're not winning basketball games. So if you're interested yeah. in winning basketball games, you need the respect of the players that are right at this moment, some of your more talented players and are going to affect winning basketball. So you can't get those guys respect with, if you come in and say, well, this guy was drafted number two overall. So, and, but he hasn't shown anything yet, but he's immediately going to get, you know, 35 minutes a night. Um, it's about earning those minutes. It's about everybody on the team being able to see the thing, the same thing that Clifford, sees and and I think I think he's got that I think he's the right coach for the moment I don't know if that he's the right coach you know for for the next five years or whatever mm -hmm. but I think for this particular moment it feels like the right coach and things feel weird right now David as we mentioned like you know because there's a cognitive dissonance going on because we look at the projections for this team from Vegas or from ESPN or whatever and all these things come out and they say Hornets bottom and they have every right to say that because the Hornets haven't proven anything. But but then we see all this stuff from training camp, and you go, it looks like these guys also read that. You mentioned Clifford you know, yeah. saying the thing that everybody says about him. These guys read this stuff. They may deny it. They may, when you ask them about it, they're like, oh, I don't look. I don't, I don't read ESPN. I don't look. They read it. Kevin Durant yeah. has proven this. He has the burner <laughs> account. They read what's on social media. They read what's in the press. They're interested in it because it's human curiosity. They want to know. They see the rankings. JT Thor mentioned it at media day. They know the Hornets are being counted out. Yeah. And it seems like this team and this coach are perfectly matched to counter those projections because every team that Clifford has helmed that has won, it hasn't been many. I mean, there have only been a couple of seasons where this team has won enough to make the playoffs. But every one of those teams was counted out. Even, even I mean, midway through the season, typically, they were, they were running behind and everybody had counted yeah. them out and they came back. So yeah. I'm 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 hopeful. Hey, call me a sicko. Call me what you want. But I got hope, David. I know. Well, I tell you why. The other reason you have some hope is I feel like I don't know if this is a zag, or I don't know if uh, just you know the the, the 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 waves are going the other way now. But you're starting to see uh, some sneaky, you know, pieces done. Like, hey, uh, my five teams that could outperform their projections and the Hornets mm. are in there, right? I wonder if, like, I wonder if people just feel bad about how much they dumped on the Hornets <laughs> over the last 18 no, months and they're like, no, they don't. No, <laughs> they don't. there's no, because they remorse. sure had a lot of fun. They had a lot of fun with it. So they didn't, yeah. they don't regret it that much. Right. But, but, I, but I do think they're looking at this team and the projection. And they reflect back on when, you know, this group was really together last time they won, what, 42 games or whatever, 43 games. So they're saying that, wait a minute, you know, they've added uh, Brandon Miller. They've got another season. They're not injured. They've got LaMelo Ball back. So, like, people are starting to at least uh, at least hedge their bet, right? At least get out in front of this thing in the, in the chance that the Hornets do get off to a quick start or do, you know, look better than they thought they might last year. 
people are starting to kind of dip their toe in that water. We'll see if yeah. it works out. Yeah, it was Kev- I think it was Kevin O'Connor from Kevin O'Con man, as I like to call him, Kevin sure. O'Connor from the Ringer, who ranked them low, and then someone replied to that on Twitter and said, "Dude, they were like completely decimated by injuries <laughs> last season." And he was, and he responded. I think he responded fair. So yeah, I think you're right. I think you're dead on there, people. But I don't blame them. And honestly, I encourage them. I want every pundit to get out there and say that the Hornets are 30th. I love it, and I hope the Hornets read every bit of it. I hope they ingest it and then use that as competitive. Yeah, galvanize. It it feels like a galvanizing. And you're right, like Clifford's the perfect coach for that. Like this us against the world thing mentality uh, could prove to be better than 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 whatever you know they tried to do coming off of of getting their their ass kicked in the in the in the playing game that didn't work out too well. Dude, this show is getting me so hyped that I'm hitting my microphone like I'm getting so hyped. <laughs> I'm just like, but here's the thing. They, here's the difference because people that have paid close attention to the Hornets that watch the show are probably thinking to themselves at this moment. Okay, but what does bulletin board material matter when after they got blown out of that la- the yeah. first play in game that they got blown out of, they put the box right, score, you know, <laughs> up above, yeah, but put, put it like blew it up on the practice court and then got blown up in the second play in game. So what does bulletin board material matter? I'll tell you why it matters. Because this is a different team. A lot of the same players, but I'm telling you right now, this is a different team. They're older, they're more motivated, and I think they understand now, Clifford's a part of this, they understand now what it takes to win in the regular season and what it takes to win in the postseason. They're starting to understand that, and I think they're going to learn it for good. If they stay healthy, they're going to learn it for good by the time this season is over, and I think it could mean big things for the Hornets. You mentioned that people are starting to write stuff about the Hornets, uh, and someone did, Zach Lowe, had oh. one of the Hornets in his five most intriguing players of this NBA season. We'll tell you who it is coming up on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. And as promised, we are not getting out of this fun Friday without doing a little stanging or clanging what's hot, what's not from the week that was in Charlotte Hornets basketball. That's ahead, but not before I tell you about our good friends at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bottom line, that's what you have to understand. They are stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. I speak from experience. I don't have much of a booty. These things, though, you put them on and you look good. It makes you look good downstairs. That's all I'm saying. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix that that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird dogs are functional for any occasion. You can wear them out to golf, date, Evening out, go to the pool, work out, lounge, anything, Bird Dogs is there for you. Go to birddogs.com forward slash locked on NBA or enter promo code locked on NBA at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash locked on NBA for a free water bottle at checkout. We've been telling you about Bird Dogs for a long time. And if you haven't gotten yeah. them yet, if you get them, you're supporting the show. So get your Bird Dogs. You won't want to take them off. We Promise you. More Locked On Hornets ahead. 
Welcome back into Locked On Hornets. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day. Before we get to staying in or clanging, I want to talk about uh, Zach Lowe uh, mentioning a, a Hornets player for one of his five most intriguing NBA players. It was, drum roll please, uh, who do you think it is? It's LaMelo Ball, of course. <laughs> he's the most intriguing player for the Charlotte Hornets, and now he's the most intriguing uh, five most intriguing players for Zach Lowe. And Zach spent a lot of his time in the article really going over sort of the the pro and con of LaMelo Ball right now, the sort of dichotomy that exists in LaMelo Ball's game, which is that like he's super exciting, super creative, super effective as a playmaker, but as a defender, there's room for improvement, but also as an offensive player, you know, his ability to drive the basketball is still a question mark. Uh, now he can play make for others off the drive, but finishing, you know, his his stats around the rim are are not very good for the point guard position, and he pulls up a lot. I've got a quote here from uh, Zach about the work that Ball has been doing in the offseason to improve that game at the rim. He says Ball has spent the offseason developing his prodding game, watching film with Clifford and Marlon Garnett, a key Hornets assistant, and running reps with staffers, dotting the floor as targets in the corners under the rim rolling for pocket passes. This is the quote from LaMelo. If coach wants me to keep the ball longer, I'll do it, Ball says. He has shown glimpses of it, especially two seasons ago when the Hornets were healthier. That encouraging news, David, that that Ball is looking at his offensive game and saying, there's a hole and and I'm, I'm going to fix it and I'm going to fix yep. it, you know, with, with some encouragement from the staff. I love that. I love that visual of these basketball you know, nerds and savants getting out there, breaking down film and then going through these drills on the floor. Like, I, I love that. And and that's why you, you are hopeful, right? If you've got your main guy, if you've got your budding superstar out there doing that with with Clifford and, and trying to improve his game like that, then there's there's reason to to be hopeful. But we kind of knew that about LaMelo. Like we, I mean, you know, not to go back to stuff we've already said, but like he's a gym rat. He's a basketball guy. That's all he does. I mean, now he does fashion. Uh, Le Francais, I believe, <laughs> is is yeah. his brand his or whatever. Brand La France, yeah. Um, it's actually Le Francais. You, La you, it's Le Francais, really? I think that's how he pronounces it. Oh, wow. That's how, right. uh, which well, is how I pronounce it. So okay. yes, that's oh, sorry. Yeah, I was saying, um, yeah. Hey, you're the fashion expert on the show. Okay. I was, <laughs> but uh, what was the question? Uh, the question is, is <laughs> the question is how do you pronounce La France? Is it La yes. France or La France? <laughs> uh, we'll put it on the poll. But on the on the ball stuff, I think what you're seeing, what's what's ultimately encouraging about this, is that you are seeing a marrying of Lamelo's intense desire to be better. Mm-hmm. his creativity and his instinctual understanding of basketball marrying with some ideas about what makes players great in the NBA. Right. And that's because LaMelo could come into this whole process and say, forget it, coach. I know basketball. I've been doing this for, I was rookie of the year. I've dominated this league already. And, and, and I've dominated other leagues that I've been in. I don't need this, but you see him, even if it's a little bit reluctantly, He's he's at least accepting it and at least understanding it. That was the key to Kimba's ascension was saying, all right, I've been doing this a certain way. It's it's made for some success. But if I want to take it to the next level, I might need to make some adjustments. And so whether it's holding the basketball longer, uh, you know, probing, trying to get contact underneath all of these things. Hopefully we see that even early in the preseason and we don't see him break another ankle. 
Yeah, and we talk about this being Clifford's best roster. Uh, Clifford has got to be the best coach Lamelo has probably ever had. I mean, let's be honest. You know, he like he didn't play mm-hmm. in college uh, professionally when he played out of oh, high yeah. school. You know what I mean? Like, so Clifford is going to be able to drop some knowledge on him that either he hasn't heard or that he's just eating up. Like, I- I'm really excited to see this relationship go into year two with a full offseason under their belt and to see what improvements they can make. That 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 prodding thing, uh, Lowe mentioned, like, you know, like Steve Nash just used to keep the dribble alive and get somebody on his hip all the time right. and get into the pain or wherever, take him wherever he wanted to go. You know, th- that's another level to, th- that LaMelo could get to and uh, at his height could really do something. And he and he has better players to set better screens for him, and and, and screen both in in the sense of like I can set a good screen for you that can take the player that's defending you off, but also in the sense of like there are players that are going to attract more attention this season, and Miles Bridges is a part of that. If Miles Bridges is screening for Lamelo, you have to pay attention to him. You can't. It's not like Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley screens for you. And there's things that the defense can do, and they can do it because they don't have to worry about Mason Plumley. That's not going to be the case all the time for LaMelo uh, this upcoming season. I think that's super exciting for the offensive game. All right, let's do it. Let's move in uh, to one of the favorite segments here on the show, Stangin' or Clangin'. It's what's hot, it's what's not, in the week that was of Charlotte Hornets basketball. And you are the guest, David, so you get to kick it off. Tell me stanging or clanging choice is yours what you got for me wait do i tell you what it is and then tell you if it's clanging or tell you if it's stanging or clanging no you tell me you tell me if <laughs> i haven't it's watched the show in a long time you tell me if it's stanging or clanging and then you tell me what it is so you got a stanging uh, or a clanging i got a, i got a, i got a clanging i'm starting off with the clanging oh wow all right give me the clang well lamella ball uh i love his shoe we love la Francais. uh i love everything about him i love what he's doing but he's wearing, uh, so this is clanging with a caveat. This is clanging because these shoes, they're kid shoes, Doug. Look at those. Those Ooh. are for your baby. Those, those are, are for, for those my, are for Those are for playing uh, Nickelodeon Guts. They look like a micro machine or something like that. They look like they're made <laughs> out of plastic. But, like, he's leaning into this, and Puma is leaning into this because, first of all, children are the future. We know that. But those are the people that are buying these shoes and wearing these shoes. Like, you don't see too many dads uh, rocking this one. I might be able to pull this off. You know, Walker might be able to pull this off. Um, but these are for kids. And so uh, for Lamella to run this thing out there is just, it's clanging for me, but but you know what I mean? But it's it's stanging for, for Lamello and the Lamello Hive. So wow. it's a halfway clanging. How does this feel for a sneakerhead? Have you talked to older sneakerheads than you? Is this just sort of a natural? I can't find <laughs> You're the oldest. There's only the like oldest. one, and and we talk on uh, we talk on Twitter sometimes. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a weird thing for you, right? You are aging out of the pop. You might be. I don't want to say definitively, but you might sure. be aging out of popular shoe culture at this point. And Lamelo might be part of that process, showing you something that might be just outside of your comfort level. It's it, it's I like it, but it's for kids. So All right, give me. So is is this next one, Terry? You got Terry here. Is that Stangin? So this is staying in for a couple reasons. One, uh, Terry is a sneaker-free agent. So last year he did wear Puma. And shout out to Weston Walker. They brought this up. But these are these are Kobe 5s. I mean, everyone's wearing Kobe's now. This is a great pair. And, uh, and Terry's going to be able to wear whatever he wants this year. So I'm a big proponent of sneaker-free agency. You can just 
put on whatever people send you. And I think this is going to be great for Terry. It's going to be fun to see what he, he rolls out there. And the fact that he's starting off with Kobe's, I think is going to be fun because Malik Monk used to have a lot of Hornets themed Kobe's and, uh, and Terry could fill that role for us. So this is, this is a big time stanging. Uh, now these are called Bruce Lee alt, which I assume means alternate Bruce Lee uh-huh. alternate. What is, what makes these a uh, Bruce Lee alternate? So you see that little like uh, scratch mark on there. Okay. Yeah, I do. So, so I think it was either game of death or one of the Bruce Lee movies, right? Uh, Kobe did a lot of colorways that were reminiscent or were odes to that. And this is just an alternate version. So I think of the original one was maybe the colors were flipped a little bit. So this is another nod to Bruce Lee. Uh, be water, my friend, as, as Bruce Lee would say. <laughs> All right, my turn. Stangin' or Clangin'. This week's Stangin' is weight gain. Everybody talking about weight gain, how much oh. muscle they've put on. Easy. And I love it. If you just it wanna, gives me free reign. If you want to tell me to something, Doug, just just come out and say it. Just you don't. No, have to. I'm telling myself yeah. something. I'm oh, saying okay. well, the next time my my producer Katie complains about the poundage that I'm putting on, I'm saying, listen, I'm just getting ready for camp. I'm putting right. on some muscle. Um, you know, yeah, it jiggles, but there's muscle. Like if you dig down in there <laughs> far enough, uh, you'll find muscle. So staying in his weight gain, clanging is the waiting game. On Cody Martin's injury, we still don't yeah. know. We're still we still don't really have a clue. We're seeing videos of him shooting, but I don't think he's been part of five on five drills, which doesn't give you much hope that he's going to play in the preseason. And so I I still think we're waiting on Cody Martin. Um, it's unfortunate Man. because Clifford knows that he would be a nice weapon. I honestly, this is a little bit of speculation on my part. As uh, maybe it's reckless speculation, I don't know, but it seems like Clifford understands that you got to be careful about some of this stuff but i get the sense that maybe there's a little bit of like all right cody like let's come on let's let's get out there let's let's see how that you know i think it's it's a little slow for his pace uh, because he has mentioned in the past like he loves you know uh guys that can gut it out through minor injuries now you know if something is 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 really gonna hamper you in the long term obviously you want to get that figured out uh but but look you can always find an excuse not to play a game so i i I wonder if there's (laughs) a little bit of I wonder if there's a little bit of tension there. You know, as James Harden has proven, like you can always find a reason and, and Kawhi. You can always find a reason yeah. not to play a game. Yeah. I, 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 the one thing he's got to be worried about, or, you know, he's probably worried about a couple of things, Clifford, that is, is just the, the depth, right? Like he's not sure exactly where some of that depth is, is going to come from. Maybe the younger guys. But you, to your point, like he knows what kind of asset he can be on defense, and I'm sure he just wants to get him out there. But – um, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It feels like this thing's been going on forever. So hopefully, hopefully he can get right. But like at the same time, uh, the training staff didn't have the best record of uh, getting people back. I don't know. Uh, well, they would debate. Them. They would debate you on that. They would, you know, they would seriously. They would say it's not the training staff. Oh um, no, no, no! It's not, but, not their fault. I'm just saying, you know, uh, been a lot of yeah, uh, a lot of <laughs> injuries and, and re injuries and guys maybe coming back a little too soon. Yeah, so. Uh, you could definitely understand why Cody is reticent, but I'm sure there's – I'm not sure, but it feels like there might be some tension there. Okay, here's another thing that's up for debate. It's our final Stangin' or Clangin'. I'm not sure if this is Stangin' or Clangin', but we did catch this uh, on social media from Rod Boone. Uh, this oh is Hornets, <laughs> one of the new uh, dual owners of the uh-huh. Charlotte Hornets, Rick Schnall. This is him at practice. Whew shooting a free throw He's being careful i'll tell you what and he makes it now that's All an right. ankle brace an ankle brace he's got uh, the ankle braces on i think that's sleeve. really 
I think that's really important to show. All right, so was that Stangin' or Clangin'? Rick Schnall throwing up a free throw shot there. I should say it's definitely a travel violation, maybe multiple, because I think he takes a couple of steps before he puts the ball down. And then there was a pro hop um, into a shot yeah. uh, above not or below the free throw line. So what do you think about yeah. that, Stangin' or Clangin'? Yeah, let me tell you what this is. This is Clangin' all day, but it's really not his fault. Anytime you as a normal person are on the basketball court with an NBA team, you look ridiculous. Uh, And listen, millionaires and billionaires hardly ever look ridiculous, but uh, (laughs) it's just a tough beat, man. You're trying to wear the same things that the guy, the six foot eight guys are wearing and it just doesn't come off right. It looks great in the locker room. It looks, it feels awesome to be like, this is my NBA team. These, I don't know, decent all, form. All I mean, clothes. like, not horrible form. Like, he doesn't come well, out and... and now, now, we've got something going on with the lead hand there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, listen. Now he's looking up at the basket, which, uh, which you know, of course he is. But he's following the flight of the ball. Uh, a lot of shooters will tell you to keep eye on the rim at all times. Well, here's the thing. We have seen a lot of bad basketball in entertainment. You know, uh, uh, you know, do it, trying to do basketball things, and it looks terrible. Like, this doesn't look... It looks like he's hooped he's it up a little before. bit before. Right. He's shot before. Now, but people, the reason why I think this might be clanging is because people are going to immediately compare this to when Michael Jordan bought the team, the Bobcats, That's and he came down here, yeah. and showed the young guys what's what. Famously involved in that way, uh, Rick Schnall, not on that what, MJ though. level. Kudos for, for getting this out of the way, right? Kudos for going down there and being like, all right, the, 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 four, the old – you know, uh, main owner was out there. I'll get out there. I'll show these guys a little something. I'll I'll show Lamelo how to prod in, in the paint. <laughs> you know, I'll keep him on my hip a little bit. Should we be? I guess the final thing is: should we be worried, David, that it looks like Rick Schnall is closer to playing in the preseason than Cody Martin? <laughs> he needs to give him at least one of those ankle braces and maybe his his leg sleeve you know maybe that would help is everyone are they handing out ankle braces to 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 get on the court do you have to wear an ankle brace is that is that what's going on he had i think he had two on and he was just shooting around after last season i think it should be a requirement i think <laughs> now you know yeah everyone pj washington really hasn't had any issues there i think he should wear it i think everybody should wear them i think every i want people to look like you know uh, slam ball is back. I don't know if you heard slam yeah. ball is back. And those guys have to wear uh, elbow pads because it's right. full contact. Right. I think the Hornets should do that. I think everybody should wear helmets, elbow pads. I think, I think you go in there looking like the Michelin man at this point, because yeah. health has been such a, a concern and, and I want everyone hundred percent healthy through this preseason. Like, can we, I, can we just do one regular season where everybody gets to the finish line which is not even the finish line it's the starting line can we get to the starting line with everyone healthy yeah i want to see schnall come out with a little more upper body um you know (laughs) gear so like a shooting sleeve for sure at least one wristband i don't know if you could go headband because that was never a great look um when, when you had you know the lack of hair up top and the headband but uh, I like what he's starting out with, you know. I, I, I get the feeling he wants to put on the warm-up, right? He wants to do a layup line in the preseason. W- wasn't he the one that went to, like, a Jordan camp of some kind? Oh, was it, no, or, it, yeah. Or, or, yeah. Or was it, the I, you know, you got two owners. I Sometimes I get yeah, them mixed up. But I feel like he mentioned that he went to some kind of camp 
that was run by Michael Jordan. So maybe he's look, I think it's brave. I'll be honest with you. Like to put yourself like out it. there in that way is super brave. Um, you know, because you know that you know, a lot of people are waiting to get class, but it is a good situation in that you are the owner of the Charlotte Hornets and no one really pays attention anyway. So it's good. Yeah. You know, get that out of the way now. Um, but anyway, Rick Schnall, props for for getting out there and shooting it out. And again, you look better than like half the people that try to act like they play basketball on television. So I think um, that's something there. That's true. Our, right. That's true. I mean, we know how to grade tape on people that aren't professional basketball players that go out there and try and look like. I mean, he, he could be on a Netflix show right now. All right. Now we just got to see you surf. That's the next thing. I want to see you <laughs> surf. And I've got to watch a baseball game. And we've got to take the weekend off. But we're going to be back next week covering preseason basketball. I could not be more excited. Thanks so much for making Locked on Hornets your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Game to Game NBA. I would just go ahead and subscribe to that podcast because we're going to be running stuff on the preseason there. It's essentially every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA. You get that local analysis that only Locked on can deliver. Follow that and follow Locked on NBA, available on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. For Walker Mail, for all the great guests, we've got the family back together. It's been a family affair this week because we're getting ready for Hornets basketball. So thanks to Nada, thanks to Nick Carboni, and thanks, of course, to the premier of Puma, David Walker, for joining us. Until next week, go Hornets, go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. Go Braves.